Welcome to the Proclaim and Defend podcast, a ministry of the Foundations Baptist Fellowship International. We seek to encourage and inform pastors on modern day topics from a biblical perspective. Our mission is to bring together like-minded Baptists to collaborate in glorifying God through fulfilling the Great Commission. What are the letters to the seven churches about? Revelation 2 and 3 contain letters from Jesus Christ to the seven churches of Asia Minor. There's been a lot of speculation regarding the exact nature of these churches and what they represent. I remember hearing that these churches represent seven church ages, or epochs that stretch from the first century until the second coming of Christ. Of course, the primary application in the preaching where I heard that was that we are presently in the age of the Laodicean church. I think I would disagree with that interpretation. Not the Laodicean church part, but the church age part. According to a literal, historical, grammatical interpretation, these seven churches would represent exactly what the text declares them to be. Seven literal existing churches. There were churches present and active in each of the cities mentioned, and we presume that these churches got the messages specifically intended for them. There seems to be a strange similarity between these churches and the blessings pronounced on children by dying parents in the Old Testament, like Jacob's blessings on his 12 sons. Now, I I put blessings in quotes because sometimes blessings are condemnations. The difference is that these messages also include a call to repentance and restoration. When we step back and look at the messages, we do see seven kinds of churches, churches with very specific sets of problems. It's likely that our Lord Jesus chose these churches and inscripturated these messages because churches like these exist in all ages and all locations throughout the church age. In this sense, they are all representative. I cannot make the case that they represent church ages because there are churches like this in every age. And I would have to call the Roman Catholic Church of the Middle Ages a true church. So is the order significant? If we look at a map, it's pretty easy to see that the churches are ordered geographically based on travel. The messenger delivering this letter would arrive at Ephesus, the nearest seaport landing from Patmos, where John was receiving the message. From there, he would travel directly north to Smyrna, and then Pergamum. From there, he would go east to Thyatira, and then travel southeast toward Sardis, Philadelphia, and finally Laodicea. It's a delivery route. Why churches and not individuals? Well, the coming age would be the church age. We know this because that's what has transpired. God does his work through local churches in this age. Along with the family and government, the church is the only other institution established by God. Jesus prophesied that the gates of hell would not prevail against his church in this age and that he would build his church on the confession Peter made in Matthew 16. I hear people very piously say that they have withdrawn from institutional churches because they're all corrupt. Well, there might be, no, there are corrupt churches, but not all of them. And the local church is still God's plan for this age and will be until the rapture of the bride. The promise to the church of Philadelphia to keep, to be kept from the hour of trial that will try the entire world in Revelation 3, 7 clearly indicates that there will be a faithful local church or local churches present and operating when the rapture occurs. God deals with individuals as individuals and groups as groups. We can easily be challenged as individuals by the message to the churches, but we also should be challenged as collective local bodies. Your church probably resembles one of these churches fairly closely. 
every local church should pay attention to the messages to the seven churches and do some careful spiritual introspection. If we respond appropriately, as God commanded, to repent and obey, we might see a true revival and a more widespread movement of God. This has been the Proclaim and Defend podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and give us a good review. If you want to learn more about the FBFI, check out our website at fbfi.org or our blog, Proclaim and Defend, at proclaimanddefend.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Proclaim and Defend podcast.